Welcome back to Koei's Questions. We are all guilty of stereotyping from time to time. Stereotypes don't have to always be a bad thing. They come from somewhere, right? Instead of trying to look past the stereotypes, maybe some good can come from embracing them and the individual cultures each state has. After all, it is a big country, and so there are bound to be some differences. So with your help, we want to spend this season investigating and answering one of Courtney's most in-depth questions. Which state has the coolest stereotype in America? Today we have Heather representing Iowa. She's a lifelong resident who works in voiceover narration and searches for the perfect vintage item and gets it to its forever home through her shop Commonwealth Endeavor on Etsy. Oh man, what an intro. I want to be introduced like that all the time, everywhere. Just tell everybody, be like, Courtney did it right, so just (laughs) use this, okay? They'll be like, hi, what's your name? I'll just pull out a recording of that intro. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. I've won. So you might notice that Jay's missing again this week, and he says he misses y'all. But I did ask him if he had any questions about Iowa and its stereotype. And he wants to know what there is to do in Iowa, which I find pretty funny because we grew up in the same BFE town where there is nothing to do. So he needs to dial that judgment back a little bit. But (laughs) What there is to do, man, I guess... I mean, it sounds like you're from also a flyover Midwestern, you know, type area. Uh, So I guess it kind of just depends on are you in the sticks or are you in a city? Because like Waterloo has lost Island, the huge water park. And that's awesome. There's, of course, lots of camping and wilderness and yada, yada. Uh, but then like Iowa City and Des Moines, like there's there, well, there used to be shows, there are shows um, that will hopefully come back into, uh, you know, person to person. And, you know, there's comedy stuff and there's bars and there's clubs and there's, you know, whatever else, just like pretty much any other city. But I know the idea of Iowa is very uh, cornfieldy. <laughs> Yeah, when we did our research, people stereotypically thought of Iowa. We had the one overwhelmingly <laughs> come back as an answer was corn. I mean, they're not wrong. There's a lot of corn. Well, I grew up in Indiana, so I feel you. Like, there is more than corn, but there's a lot of it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Although, I mean, it's weird because I don't know if you ever did detasseling, but I've not met anyone hardly outside of the state who has done any sort of thing like that with the corn. What exactly is detasseling? It is miserable work. Basically, a thing like Pioneer Co-op will hire a whole bunch of high school kids who are just then able to work, right? And they're not going to get paid beans. And so they hire all these high school kids. They pay them really good wages, you know, like... The $12 on up, which for high school, I mean, for me now, but for high school, you know, is pretty, pretty baller. And then, you know, I think I got up to like $16 an hour being a crew leader. And basically you're going through these cornfields and you're picking all of the tassels that the machines missed um, because they have a very strict idea of 
what they want the corn pollination to be. So you're going through the female rolls, rows, uh, and just yanking off the tassels. And then every four rows, there's a male row with all the tassels. So if you ever see a cornfield and there's like one row that looks all flowery and beautiful and free, and then four rows that aren't, and then another, you know, free spirit, that's what's happening. Yeah, we don't do that in Indiana. At least I don't know about it if they do. (laughs) That sounds terrible, by the way. I don't recommend it. You definitely get up at the crack of dawn and it's very cold and wet in the morning and then extraordinarily hot in the afternoon. And usually you get done with work like early afternoon, but some of the days it just got so hot that once people started you know, passing out, then they were like, drag her out the cornfield. We got to go. Can't have these high school kids passing out. Oh my goodness. That does sound terrible. I just, <laughs> I'm glad that is not a job I had in high school. I'll stick with that. I cleaned a doctor's house and I thought that was bad, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Mm, mm, I've cleaned people's houses before. You never know what you got to find in there. Oh my goodness. It, yeah. was, it was giant too. It took me like two weeks of working for him to find the stairs. And it was really awkward because oh the people, like the wife was there while I cleaned and my friend was a babysitter for their kids what? while the wife was there. It was very weird. She wasn't watching over you, right? That'd be weird. No, she was just kind of there watching TV. Still weird. Okay. Yeah, super weird. But I'll take the weird over the ripping tassels off corn. Yes, yes. Unless you absolutely have to, I definitely recommend not doing it, especially as someone with extraordinarily pale skin. I I, I look like a beekeeper, kind of. I just had <laughs> layers and layers and layers. Aw. So, yeah. <laughs> but in any case... Well, there's a pretty well-profiled stereotype of Iowa out there when I look. But before we get into all that, I wanted to start out by asking what you think the most common stereotype is. So I'm stuck, right? I'm I'm stuck between um, I'm stuck between corn, uh, bad weather, and I don't know if this is actually a stereotype or if it's just what I see in every. YouTube show, like, what's the most popular food in every state? You know, what is ubiquitous with every single state? And it's apparently made right, which is beyond me because it's like a loose meat sandwich. And I think it was something that was began in Des Moines or something, but apparently that's a stereotype that I had not heard of before this year. So those are the three I'm stuck between right now. I did have that because I'm like an undercover fat kid is what I call myself, but I'm super (laughs) into food. Like I love it. So I have a whole section about the stereotype food and made right was one of the things that came up a lot and I had no idea what it was. So that was one of my questions is what the heck it was. And now that you said it's a loose meat sandwich, I have even more questions. Uh, I mean, okay. I've had made right sandwiches, which... In my family, which I'm assuming they did, you know, not correctly according to uh, whatever the actual stereotype is, but I've had like sloppy Joe sandwiches. And so imagine a sloppy Joe with all of the sloppy taken right out of it. Just take the liquid out and you're left with dry looking meat. I'm sure there's someone out there who loves these dang sandwiches. That sounds terrible, though. It, it sounds awful. And honestly, it just makes me so sad whenever a show comes on and it's like, Iowa, 
made right sandwiches. And they show like a farmer in overalls just eating this dry, dry meat. That is that is the profile <laughs> stereotype is like a farmer in overalls. Yes. Like country bumpkin, you know, redneck hick, however you want to put it. Yes. Like backwards, technologically challenged. You know what? Now that you say that, all three of those other stereotypes go out the window because I think the overarching one of all of them for Iowa does come down to country bumpkin. <laughs> That is the the one thing that we got back a lot and when we asked people, but they did say that everybody's really nice. So I don't know if that kind of evens out the country bumpkin, but Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of thoughts on it. <laughs> do you think that that stereotype is accurate at all? Or do you think it's just kind of like people making stuff up? Like when people think of Hawaii, they think of hula girl. <laughs> right. Wait, are there hula girls? Is that a, you know what? No. Ah, uh, <laughs> never mind. I'll do my research off off show. Um, but yes and no. So definitely yes that there are lots and lots of uh, country bumpkins, right? Um, they're not usually the farmers, to be honest. They're it's usually not the farmers that are like a hundred percent idiot redneck. But they are rather country bumpkin, and there are an unfortunate amount of Trump Pence signs at the side of the highway. But everyone is very nice. I don't think it evens it out. Yeah, I don't think it does. <laughs> no. For other states we did, and everybody's like, oh, everybody's a jerk. So I was like, well, at least this one's going to be a friendly state. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, it, you know, it's it's a little bit slower here. There's a lot of space. And it's really strange because I grew up in a teeny, tiny, itty bitty town that was all very, very nice. You know, you could go past streets one, two and three, and that'd be the whole town. That's that that's just the whole thing. And then when I moved to Iowa City for college, it was really interesting to see a lot of people who would say, oh, I'm from a city, and then I'd watch how they dealt with crowds, and they kind of just have to, like, it looks like wherever they're from, they just have to kind of elbow people out of the way and really get in there, and I, I don't know, I'd rather just be five minutes late and not have to be around people, especially now, but especially before, too. <laughs> <laughs> right, me too. I also grew up in the middle of nowhere, like, the entire county went to the same high school, and yes. there was like a 204 people in my graduating class. And we were the biggest class to go through in like 30 years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> seriously. Oh, seriously. Oh, but I had 33. <laughs> oh, I didn't have the whole county, though. I'll say that. Okay. I've heard people be like, no, I went to a little school. I had 12 people. And I was like, well, dang, I thought I was from <laughs> the middle of nowhere. I tell you what, it is a pain in the ass. Oh, my God. Everyone knows you, their mother knows you, their grandparents know you, their dad knows you, you know them, you know way too much about them that you don't want to know, vice versa. It's a pain in the ass. I hated it. Right? So if you don't know what you're doing, somebody else sure does. Yeah, for real. That's how it was. And I was an only child, so I didn't have to worry about that. Oh, I had your older brother. I know you have an attitude like that. But <laughs> teachers did that all the time. And I was like, dang, I'm glad I don't have an older brother to screw this up for me. Right. See, I was the older child, but I haven't heard any complaints from my brother yet. So I must have just been an angel. <laughs> we'll go with that story. We'll go with I, that. I'm sure I, you're an yeah. angel. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So when you look at the, you know, farmer and the overalls stereotype, what do you think is the craziest thing about that? Okay, so here's the thing. Farming is so intensely complicated and just mind-bogglingly expensive. And it's like they're gambling with their lives and their livelihoods each and every year. It's absolutely bonkers like the the machinery that they are purchasing is so high tech and it costs so much and the seeds that they are purchasing with whatever you know the seed companies have been producing you know whatever it is basically you know gmos they're just modifying it to be more resistant to bugs or rot or whatever whatever and all the more intricate complicated things that they try to prevent with it and between the the seeds and the land and the uh work and the machinery the arithmetic and gymnastics that you have to do to go through all of that I want nothing to do with it I want nothing to do with it I never want to run a farm in my life <laughs> never that being said they are very rural they are very uh separated and that i feel like is the really big weirdness with iowa is that there is this huge separation between rural and urban right and everybody tends to put like rural i can't even say that word i'm not even gonna try <laughs> Out in the middle of nowhere, people with like dumb, but you cannot be dumb and do that with run, running farms and everything else. Like you just can't. You can sure as hell be dumb in a small town, you know, do whatever you want as a high school kid or even as like some of the some of the parents there, I thought made some very questionable uh, choices and statements as anyone would anywhere. Uh, but when it came to farmers like they had their shit on lock they knew what they were doing they knew what they were buying and what they were gambling on and with and mm -mm, not for me <laughs> too much stress in that for you so much stress so much i want none of it <laughs> i know i keep saying it but that's because i just keep thinking of more and more things they have to do Right, they do. I, when I was in high school, one of my friends worked on a farm and like they would get up before <sighs> school and go to work and then come in and talk about it. And I was like, no. That's yeah. one thing. I didn't know what I wanted to be, but I knew I did not want to be a farmer. That's half the battle. Knowing right. exactly what you don't want to do, I think that's half the battle, honestly. But um, yeah, no, it's it's just, it's crazy, honestly. And I, it's not a sustainable thing. Not with, uh, n not with how, uh, oh gosh, what are they called? The subsidies not being there as much and, you know, fluctuations in prices and then, uh, crazy weather and everything. It's not a sustainable thing. So I'm waiting for this entire state to go up in flames. So, cause it will happen at some point eventually, but I don't know when. <laughs> Oh, no, but that's going to put a lot of pressure on Nebraska and Indiana, though, to make up for that corn. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people did say, and like, I got offended for you, so I don't know if it's going to offend you, <laughs> oh, but... I'm ready for the offense. They said that Iowa is like a 
who, where is that state? Never even heard of that state. They're not important. We'd be fine without them. And obviously that's not true because we would be screwed without corn, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think like where I got offended for you is everybody talks about it's a flyover state, but then they treat it as a super important state during when presidential primaries. Yes. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I, yeah, yeah, I have heard that sort of sentiment so many times in my life. Even when I came to college, um, one of my friends who was from Chicago and is a very sweet, but sometimes uh, not quite the critical thinker uh, that his degree suggests he is, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but he was like, wait, you're from Iowa? You're from here? You're from a... Wait, you live near cornfields? Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't expect that at all. You don't dress like that. You don't talk like that. Oh, I'm sorry. What was I supposed to do? Go put on my fucking overalls and tramp around and carry around buckets of chickens? Like, what do you want? (laughs) I'm here for college. I'm a human. I'm a... You know, I'm someone who, who went to high school at the time when it was really, like, popular to wear clothing with huge brand names on it. And, you know, I had the same rough time as anyone else. (laughs) Like, oh, just, it's infuriating because that does happen with the politics every single year. And everyone's like, oh, it's such a, you know, backwoods, Republican, like, state, this and that. I'm like, well, no, it's like, it's, it's pretty well like a, like a, two-third, one-third, I feel like. And literally, if you look at the the, the map, the uh, cities are all blue and the rural areas are just all red. Right. And it's like that pretty much all over, too. Yeah. Iowa. But everybody, like, that just makes me laugh, though, because they're like, oh, who needs Iowa? What What's not important? Oh, well, politics are happening. <laughs> it's important. It's important. Never mind the millions of tons of uh, produce that go out every year for not only eating, but also for, you know, feeding livestock and making into uh, different products. Apart from that, you know, (laughs) I was I looked into some of that, too, with like, what would happen if there was no corn and just the livestock feed is a huge deal because that affects our food supply. But did you know that they actually make penicillin from corn? Yes. Yes, I I did. I actually heard about that more recently. So it's kind of weird that came up again so soon. Um, But yeah, I read that recently. And that was just another instance of me going, well, I don't like this state, but see how important we are. (laughs) Right? Darn it. Come on, people. Cornstarch is also used for like batteries and the sugar that goes in toothpaste. That one was the craziest for me. What? Why toothpaste? Is it in other things? Yeah, they use the dextrose or whatever for other stuff, but something with the weird sugar that in toothpaste. So I don't know. Huh. Probably should look more into that one, but No, you're you're giving me fodder for the rest of uh of my day <laughs> to look up what all these see, I was thinking of like the plastic products and whatnot, but I think penicillin is a much more and and you know penicillin and toothpaste I'll take those as a important 
thing Iowa makes. I'll do that. Right? Like we would be in big trouble without that. So that just made me laugh when everybody's like, oh, well, we could do without this state. And well, I mean, I've been to Iowa and there was not much there when I went there. But right. A lot of people that haven't been to states, and that's part of why we're trying to find the coolest stereotype in America this season, but a lot of people that haven't been to states just stereotype it and decide that that's what it is. Right, exactly. And they don't think once more about it. (laughs) And then all I see are how we all love made right sandwiches (laughs) for the rest of my life. (sighs) Oh, man. But what is the weirdest thing that anybody's ever asked you about Iowa? Like somebody who's never or like maybe you met in college who hasn't been there or something like that. Oh, man. I, you know what? I can't think of a specific like weird questions. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's like this in other states that have a lot of small towns or smaller communities. But we end up just doing some some really weird stuff for each other and like especially after tornadoes and things like it's it's all just I don't know it's either normal or absolute chaos in this damn state there's no in between (laughs) okay one of the like things I had I'm just gonna share this with you because I think it's funny but (laughs) one of the things I had somebody ask me one time is when they found out I was from Indiana is if I was the corn maze champion like if I was (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, the what champion? Corn maze. Corn maze? Yeah. You know what, though? There are a lot of corn mazes here. And I know there are a lot in Indiana and surrounding areas. (laughs) So I didn't know if anybody had ever asked you something like that. Because that one, I just stopped and I just looked at them like, wait, what? (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I I, I think I had people asking me if I ever, like, milked a cow before and some other kind of banal questions along those lines did they ask you if you've ever been cow tipping oh you know what i think that would count as the weirdest one because i definitely had people ask me if i've gone cow tipping and i was like no i've not gone cow tipping i leave the damn cows alone when they're trying to sleep i'm not a monster (laughs) (laughs) right and i really don't want to have to run if it doesn't fall over Yes, and if I'm going to drink and be crazy, it's going to be at a friend's house, not in a pasture full of cow pies. Like, no. (laughs) No. I did have my fair share of drinking in a barn, but (laughs) I tended to avoid the cow tipping. My friends, however, not so much. Really? See, I just thought that was kind of uh, just something that that sometimes people did, but maybe was more popular in the past. So I guess... uh, you know what, though? Wasn't real popular in high school. So I wasn't <laughs> out at a lot of party uh, uh, cornfields or, or party <laughs> pastures. Party pastures. Ooh, can you imagine a bar named that? I love it. Somebody <laughs> should name it that. And then we deserve royalties because it Yes, party pasture. No one comes. Uh, you know, the weirdest thing about cows so far that I found, though, what so my grandmother has a lot of land and she rents out a lot of the land to 
different farmers that have cows so that they're able to roam the whole area and not be cooped up like the real, real shitty farms do. Um, they love sweat. So we had this four wheeler that we would go like riding around on that my grandma has because her mailbox is like two miles away at the end of a road. <laughs> and so we'd go riding on it and we'd come back and there'd be like five cows standing around this four wheeler licking the seats for the salt in the sweat. And it was the <laughs> nastiest ride back, rides back because this happened multiple times. <laughs> Nasty. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. They love it. They're very cute, I gotta say. Overall, like 10 out of 10 on the cuteness. I don't know, pictures, definitely not. But when you're like up near a cow in person, I don't know. They're just like big, doofy, dumb dogs. <laughs> they kind of <laughs> are. <laughs> yeah, they're very sweet about it. So the first thing that we ask people when we started asking about Iowa is the first thing that comes to mind. Obviously corn. But right. people talked about children of the corn. And how there were cornfields everywhere. Yep. Then they talked about drive your tractor to school day. What the fuck is that? <laughs> drive your fucking tractor to school day? Yes. Um, I'm assuming that if this is not a real thing, which, I mean, it could be. I don't think it'd be likely considering where I grew up. I feel like I would have heard about that one. Um, but if it isn't a real thing, like I'm thinking it isn't, that may come from the experience of seeing tractors on the roads everywhere as they go from field to field to farmhouse to co-op to field to farmhouse around and around and around. I just wasn't sure if like the whole state was like, okay, today we drive our tractor to school. <laughs> you know, I don't think they have a big enough parking lot for that, for that one. To be honest, um, I'm a little disappointed now. I wanted pictures of it. You know what, though? There are a lot of like city and county fairs that have big tractor shows. And a lot of times you'll see like, uh, you know, like kids, not necessarily driving age, but still like kids driving them around uh, or like grandpa with kids or something. So there are a lot that you see driving around all through the streets showing off their their tractors. Iowa is home to John Deere, isn't it? It is. I didn't know if maybe that had something to do with like the driving them to school or what. I don't know, honestly, but it was definitely something that helped build up the state because pretty much Anyone from the last couple generations, if you ask them, they either were or knew someone who worked at John Deere and they always paid really well and like gave a really like, you know, breadwinning uh, worker goes home to family type spiel. That's pretty cool. That's something yeah. that's nice to like build up the state. Like in Tennessee, it's, it was the TVA and stuff like that. I didn't know that John Deere was like that important for y'all. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Although there's a lot of cities here, especially like Waterloo, which is probably the closest big city that I grew up to. It's, we'd have to drive like 30 minutes to get to the target there. <laughs> or like 30 minutes to, you know, when I was a little bit older and could drive myself to, to friends' houses and like different areas in Waterloo. Uh, but they're really, really bad about um, not wanting anything to change and not wanting new production plants. Um, 
Like we have really big Tyson's plants that those that have packaging work. Um, I wouldn't say it's popular, but you know, anytime there's a lot of one job somewhere, there's going to be people who have to do the job. But then there's been a lot of uh, packing places like that. And the name of the one in Waterloo that closed is now slipping from me at a choice moment. But I really feel like that's where some of the rundown flyoverness of the st- of the state came from was just the city saying, no, no, we don't want more. No, we don't like that. And in Iowa city, especially we don't want anything high up. We don't want our buildings to be tall. So there's just not a lot of room for improvement in that regard or change or more jobs or, you know, whatever. This one, I kind of thought people were messing with me, so I had to look it up for myself. Lay it on me. Somebody put on the first thing that came to mind, you know, they have the, like, data is beautiful things where they show, mm-hmm. like, the mm-hmm. most searched stuff. Yes. It said that Iowa, the most searched question there is just anal porn. <laughs> I, you know, I, I would have thought it was all wine. Because that's supposed to be the meth capital of the world. And there's books about it. Really? At least, yeah, I'm pretty sure the the town is Olwine, which was pretty near to me. Yeah, huge, huge meth issues. Anal porn, not seen much of that. But that typically doesn't happen outside. So I guess I can't really attest to it that much. I was like, these people have got to be messing with me. This has to be one of my (laughs) friends. Like, there's no way this is real. No, it was real. That's so cool. You know, maybe maybe something about corn just really gives you the 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 feeling for anal porn. Maybe anal porn corn. That should be one of the drinks at the bar. <laughs> anal porn corn. Oh, oh, I hate it. Perfect. Yes. People also that thought of Dollar General a lot. So do y'all have a lot of Dollar Generals? Do other people not have a lot of Dollar Generals? Some places do not. <gasps> oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, man. Yeah, we we are so women in Dollar Generals. Dollar Generals, Dollar Trees, General Dollar, lots of other, like, knockoff, like, Dollar, Dollar, Dollar Generals, whatever. Um, but, I mean, that is the place to shop. Are you kidding me? No. I. If you have no money, if you're broke as shit like I am, Yes, Dollar Tree, Dollar Store, that is the place to go. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Dollar Tree over Dollar General just because everything's actually a dollar at Dollar Tree. Yeah, I don't go to Dollar General because it's not really like a nice one. Whereas the Dollar Tree that's about like six miles away from it is very nice. So I'm not sure what happened there, but I only go to the I only go to the Dollar Tree. Um, (laughs) where everything is a dollar and yeah it's just I don't know like I found gardening tools there the other year that have like these real solid like metal structure and like the rubber handles and like it's shaped all nicely it's hammer tone like I get a bunch of stuff for when I send out my Etsy products if someone's like I want this to be a gift to someone then you know don't don't listen customers but uh (laughs) you know sometimes i'll go and get like wrapping paper from there or something or or a bag you know i've gotten like really big bags like really weird shaped bags boxes and 
Like there's organization stuff and cleaning stuff and food stuff. I even saw a $1 like frozen pack of White Castle hamburgers there, which I am not brave enough to test. But they're good. They're good. Good to know. (laughs) Because they're definitely like there's everything is there. Though I will say if anyone hasn't been there and goes there, do not get the candy. Do not unless I take it back. Do not get the chocolate specifically. Get the candy, but anything that can go bad in like a shorter amount of time, don't get that. It's gonna be stale. Okay, good to know. Noted. Put that in my little (laughs) notes of how to survive. Do you have White Castles there or do you just have the like frozen White Castle things? Yeah, no, no, no White Castles. We actually just got a Five Guys. Okay. So that's fun because I've only been hearing about it for like the last, I feel like all of my years I've been online, people are like, five guys, five guys. They give you you a crap ton of fries. I'll tell you that. That's good to know. I do like me some fries. But White Castle is pretty much junk food, honestly. So the the frozen White Castles taste pretty similar to the White Castle you get in the store. So I should give it a try. I I think I'll probably have to then because the it might have just been my random group of people or where I lived, but the the place to go if you're completely smashed is IHOP or Village Inn. Okay, we're you know Waffle House is a big thing for us. What's a Village Inn though? Um, think a Waffle House. Okay. We just don't have Waffle Houses. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of anybody not having a Waffle House. I have never seen a Waffle House in my life, but I hear awful things about them. Yeah, you're not missing much. But <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Another thing that was on the list of things that people first come to mind, and this person had to have been from Iowa because this would not come to mind at all, but is a cow sculpture made out of butter? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, God. Who? Isn't that at like the county no, state fair, the Iowa state fair? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I uh, I don't really get it, but to each their own with the, the art and the butter and the cows. So, <laughs> Is your state fair in the summertime? Um, yeah, usually. I, I did bring some chickens there one of the times, and I will tell you I did get a blue ribbon. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it is fun. Uh, and there's a lot of like weird, like a... Uh, I don't know, just fun, like, novelty things, like a giant butter cow. How does it not melt in the summertime? Does it not get that warm there? It gets miserably warm. (laughs) I have literally no idea how they manage it. (laughs) I'm just like, wait, how did they do that? When it, does it get, like, the weird corn humid there, too? Like, yes, the worst. I'm so glad you said that. The, The corn humidity it's a whole different thing from normal humidity. I, I think it's almost because like the wind, once it gets tall enough is, or the corn, once it gets tall enough, blocks out the wind. And then you just kind of get the, the weird corn smell. Do you also get like the, um, the red uh, husk, not pollution say, but like, mm, 
maybe not. I don't know. It was always in uh, my little town where every time after the harvest, there would be little bits of uh, kind of reddish husk and they would just collect in every corner. Oh, we didn't have to deal with that in Indiana, but we did have the the corn humidity. And I've tried to explain that to people. I went to college in Mississippi. So like they have normal humidity there. And then I lived in North Carolina for a while and they have normal humidity. And I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like this is so much better than corn humidity. Okay. You can't explain. Like there's something about corn humidity between the smell and which isn't a bad smell, but just the smell and the lack of wind and somehow each one of those corn plants is like, I don't know if they, if they're all connected underground to water. No, I know they're not, but (laughs) it seems like it, it gets really bad. That was definitely like one of the top worst things about detasseling was that damn corn humidity. Oh my gosh, it's miserable. I feel for you having to deal with that. I left Indiana 18 and I've not gone back, but (laughs) next time you're dealing with corn humidity, just remember I'm like, I'm there. I feel you. Thank you, Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) So this is my favorite part now is the most loved foods. So again, corn, people said that y'all eat a lot of popcorn and corn on the cob. Is that like, are you a big popcorn state or is that not so much? Um, you know, I've not heard a lot with the the actual like popcorn. Because if I get popcorn, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to get like the just whatever is at the grocery store and the little butter packets so that I don't have to do real work. Um, so that might be like why I don't know about any uh, a popped corn, but normal corn. Absolutely. My grandmother's again because she lives way out uh away from me in uh where's Epworth um so she lives in Epworth Iowa and you're there now hold on to your britches because this is gonna get real Iowa here the gun club at the end of the road hosts a yearly um there's a bare word for it that they have but basically like corn eating not a competition but just like a thing where they have all the fresh sweet corn and it's all in like you know there's like butter everywhere and you can get it from the the big old tubs of of steamed corn and it's like really good and then all the little kids they have tiny uh like tractors uh that there's like i think four of them that the gun club has for whatever reason, I, I don't know why, but they have them. And then the kids like compete by trying to pedal the little toy tractor harder than the other kid. That kind of actually sounds super fun. <laughs> Not going to lie. As an adult, don't love it. As a child, the best. <laughs> Man, Indiana is like popcorn snobs because that's where really? Orville Redenbacher's from. Oh. So I didn't know if that was just like a corn state thing or if that was just an Indiana thing. Probably so. Indiana, but I gotta say, I really do love that brand of popcorn. <laughs> That's like the best. <laughs> like, I don't even remember seeing other brands growing up. I really don't. Yeah, I'd say almost more common here is just like the big old containers of like corn that you would have to go pop your yourself and, you know put on butter onto yourself, which is great when you do it and you put on enough butter. But I personally love to not see quite how unhealthy I'm being. So 
you know, if I'm going to eat something that's just dangerously unhealthy, I'd rather it be at a restaurant where I don't have to see it get made. So, all right, I'll give you that. <laughs> and then another thing that people had for food that's most loved there was weird pizza. And okay, I was like, what do you mean by weird pizza? So, apparently, breakfast pizza is a thing. Mm. Mm. Give me some breakfast pizza. Casey's. Do you have Casey's in India? Um, it's a gas station, right? Gas, gas station, yeah. I've seen them. They don't have them in Indiana, but I have seen states that have them. Okay, so Casey's is the real big one, right? They have, um, they have the the rotating heated platters of just like by the slice, whatever pizza. Um, it's good pizza. It's not like uh, like amazing, but it's it's good. And then. Uh, Quick Star back in my hometown. Quick Star is uh, apparently another like more local gas station. When I had thought it was more of like a you know larger thing, apparently it's a much smaller thing. But they had the most to die for breakfast pizza I've ever eaten. <laughs> I love breakfast pizza, but nobody has ever heard of it before. So I feel like Indiana and I are like siblings. I <laughs> really do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I I don't know if you could find someone who dislikes uh, cheese sauce combined with eggs and sausage more than me, but somehow they really balance it out and make everything very crispy and flaky and like, it's very, very good. So definitely uh, not something that I would eat with wild abandon now, being that my digestive system is over the age of 20, but, <laughs> but very good. And then they also under weird pizza said that everybody eats pizza with ranch. Is that real? Mm, I mean, define everybody. That is some nasty shit. I want nothing to do with ranch on my pizza. Did I watch people do it in college constantly? Yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I have never heard of somebody putting ranch on their pizza. I, oh, There's even places that, that sell it. Like it's just ranch on the side. You know, it's, it's just there. You don't have to, you know, it's just included with the pizza and you know, you could dip it in, you could layer it on top. I went to college with one girl who was always uh, dieting and, and trying to lose weight. And so she'd always get this great big salad with no dressing. And then she'd get two slices of pizza and dip it in ranch. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? You're starving yourself on one end with this shitty little pile of greenery. And then you're like stuffing yourself on the other with ranch on pizza. <laughs> That sounds terrible. I feel like I have to try it, though. I mean, I have yet to try it, to be honest. Like, more than uh, back in elementary school, I have yet to eat that again. And gotta say, not for me, but a lot of people like it, so it'd be worth the try. Probably. I always try to tell myself to try things again, too. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. I'll let you know how it works out for Perfect. me. Perfect. Yes, please do. <laughs> And then something else besides the made rights that was huge on the list of food is twin bings. What is that? Say that again. Twin bings, like B-I-N-G-S. I have literally never heard those words put together <laughs> in my life. 
do do you know what they refer kind of to? I have no idea, but I'm Googling it right now. Oh, yes. Yes. Watch. It's probably from like Nebraska or somewhere. and People (laughs) just don't know where they're talking about. Or like exclusively Des Moines or something, maybe. Sioux City. Sioux City. Mm -hmm. It's like a candy bar thing that kind of the pictures do not look good. But there are two bings on this. Big cherries? No. Oh. It. Well, see. Shit, I cherry don't know. Flavored, it's like cherry flavored nougats coated in chopped peanuts and chocolate. I have seen things similar to that. Also not on my list of most favorites. I definitely have never seen anything by that name at any grocery or convenience store yet. okay so they must just be somebody from sioux city that was like oh let me just get some yeah get people to know about this about this two bings the last thing that they had on the list was pork tenderloins is that a big thing in iowa too huge huge pork tender it could rain pork tenderloins here honestly (laughs) i have never heard anybody else that had them like it's huge in indiana too and nobody knows what they are so i'm telling you iowa and indiana are siblings Oh, man. They're like giant, like the size of your plate, right? Yeah. And I just thought that was like a really uh, calm. See, here I am again. Like I thought that was just a a, a countrywide thing. Everyone's over here with their pork tenderloins. But I mean, I guess it must just be like a large pork producing states, right? I guess I don't know but like I thought it was just a thing because you know they come on the tiny little bun and they're like as big as your plate they're ridiculous I tried to find them one way and everybody's like Courtney what in the heck are you talking about like I've never heard of that you know what people don't talk about though with that what it's if if you look for schnitzel schnitzel I can't even say it (laughs) like that's where you're gonna find it because Iowa has an intensely German heritage that got almost completely wiped out by World War One. Like, oh, I did not know that at all. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch about it. There was something called the uh, Babel Proclamation during World War One, where they were like, we're fighting the Germans. So that means if anyone speaks German, you know, in Iowa, they're the enemy too. So we best not do that. So the only people who were speaking German and keeping up with like German heritage were like the Amish and the Shakers and the the communes that later on turned into more like touristy type areas. Um, But yeah, if you're looking for it elsewhere, I've had good luck with like finding schnitzel, but pork tenderloin. uh, Well, you know what? I guess I have never actively sought out a pork tenderloin (laughs) they just kind of arrive right I never really looked for them either until I moved out of the state and I was like man I didn't know I was missing that (laughs) where'd they go is there any other thing that maybe I didn't touch on with like food that you know about is a big deal there I mean I I think it is a stereotype that we're all down for like casseroles and they're not wrong (laughs) Like casseroles are definitely king every single year to like half of the holidays. I bring green bean casseroles, which I know isn't that weird. Um, But then there's like tater tot casseroles, which I love. My mother despises. 
but you know, because we almost never had it when we were at grandma's, but there are so many different types of casserole and it can be dangerous sometimes because then there's just a big ass casserole out there. And before COVID, you're just expected to go and, you know, just take a big old spoonful of whatever's on the table and you don't know what the hell you're eating. <laughs> it's just a conglomeration. <laughs> but it probably has cream of mushroom soup in it, right? <laughs> Almost certainly. It has to. And if not that, then they may have made it work in a pinch with cream of celery. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think that's a whole Midwestern stereotype, too. I would not. I refuse to eat casseroles for the longest time after I left Indiana. You know what, though? The good ones, you're missing out. You're missing out. There's like a chicken rice casserole that's just like, chef kiss to the sky. Um, There's a lot of really good green bean casseroles. Like when I was in college, I used to work a, a, a job at the words words cafeteria um and mind you my job was putting out bowls and plates and things so that people could grab them uh fresh and whatever else and not run out of them and i had three different people on one day that we ran out of green bean casserole come and bitch me out for not making enough and i'm like listen I put out the bowls, okay? And I saw your friend steal an entire gallon bag of Lucky Charms. Do you want me to give a shit about that or not? <laughs> because I'm not down for this. <laughs> God. Oh my God. I know. Such a mess. I mean, but Lucky Charms are good, so they I'll are. give them that. And that's honestly why I looked away. Yeah. <laughs> right? If it would have been a nasty cereal, you would have been about it, right? I would have been like, mm, this guy's a psychopath. He just stole cornflakes. Is he starving? I think we should give him a bag of food. Absolutely. <laughs> so with the stereotype in mind, what is something that everybody should know about Iowa? I'm I'm stuck between my joke answer, which is the ope thing. You 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 know the ope thing? I have no idea. Oh, shit. See, here I am being taken aback that not everyone lives exactly as I do. How about that? Um, But it really goes in with the Iowa nice thing, which is absolutely like a for real thing. People uh, will do all sorts. Like I once ran into a, a, a drift of snow that I couldn't avoid after sliding on black ice when I was a lot younger. And like, I was just about to suck it up and call my boyfriend and be like, I'm down the road from you stuck in a snow drift. And like this farmer just appeared magically out of nowhere. And it was apparently his neighbor from a few streets down just showed up ready with chains to drag me out of it. I'm like, why, thank you. <laughs> so, And it's it's constant like that. You know, there's also tornadoes, natural disasters, like the derecho recently. Horrible, horrible weather. People are so good about it. So good just in general. Like, I think the idea is just that why be angsty or mean when you can just be nice. But right. Obviously, that's not the case for everyone because there are so still some real grade A assholes here, um, like top top notch. 
But for the most part, I'd say everyone's like super nice. So that's like my my joke response. But then my non-joke response, I guess, is mm, honestly probably the weather. Like anyone coming here should be very careful to look up how the weather affects us because there are all those cornfields, the distances that people have to drive to get places. And like, I don't think people in large cities, or maybe it was just my friend with the, the, you know, the whole from Chicago and the degree that he should be more of a critical thinker, all that. (laughs) He was always complaining about why do people have all these issues with accessibility to doctors to shelters to you know whatever else they're looking for and it's like well dude when you have to get in your car and drive like 35 40 miles to get anywhere you want to go like it makes for a huge issue and I used to work in uh as the hotline operator of a domestic violence program and that was always such a big issue is that you know the abuser could just pop the fuses out of the car what are you gonna do you you can't walk 40, I mean, you can walk 40 miles, but they're going to know that you're gone. And that's like the big issue that we're trying to avoid here is you getting services while he's at work or whatever. But um, yeah, no, just the, the distances and the weather can make for some gigantic challenges. Okay. And then, so when we're like, a little long, a little farther into the season, we're starting voting like a bracket type thing mm. for the coolest st- stereotype, and we need like tons of people to help. Do you think Iowa should win the coolest stereotype in America? No, no, no. Throw it out the window. We have some cool stereotypes, but overwhelmingly, you're just going to get trash stereotypes, like trash. And when people are like, oh, the stereotype of people going out and drinking in cornfields, that happens 100%. Absolutely. One of my good friends got taken off to the hospital back in high school because he drank too much in the cornfield, had to have his stomach pumped. No one was paying attention to him. Yeah, I don't know. People are drinking in cornfields all the damn time. So no, no, we don't get cool stereotypes. We get fucking made right and (laughs) oh oh i cannot (sighs) what state do you think should win oh man that's a good question oh probably probably something fancy and posh like california where everyone with money lives (laughs) you know But at the same time, I'm really sick and tired of hearing about the East and West Coast winning everything. So I'd rather it be like, I don't know, like Minnesota or something. I love Minnesota. What exactly is Minnesota's stereotype? Probably just talking like a Minnesotan. Minnesota, yeah. Because we go back there to go visit my my mom's family and she always falls back into the Minnesota, yeah. You know, you got to talk like... That's a terrible representation of a Minnesota accent. I know everybody. I'm sorry. Throw the headphones away. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, don't you know? <laughs> don't you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I don't know. 
I don't know what else they would uh, necessarily be known for, but I'm going to vote that it should be absolutely someone should win for a food. Like, I like it. Yeah. I like the way you think. Like something really good, either really decadent or not, maybe not like, you know, look at this insane burger that's 25 pounds. Cause I feel like I see that all the time. Give me something really, really interesting or decadent or I don't know. You know, I'm just, I have a real relationship with food during this whole pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, except for it's just all the time. (laughs) Not even just the pandemic. Well, you know, but if I frame it within the pandemic, then I don't have a problem. You know, then everyone has a problem. No. (laughs) There you go. Seriously. Uh, Food, come on. It's what's accessible to all of us. And I feel like that's where you can really get great experiences when you're kind of stuck wherever you're at. So I vote food. All right. And speaking of food, and this has nothing to do with the stereotype, but I just call it my Oreo science experiment. (laughs) I kind of want to know like what makes people a twister or dunker. And I'm trying to see if it's a regional thing too. So when you eat Oreos, are you a twister or are you a dunker? Or are you just like a psycho that just like eats it like a sandwich? (laughs) Okay. Well, see, my parents were really big believers in lots of like really good food for me. And uh, I, I married someone who, whose family was almost the exact opposite of that. Um, So I used to eat it, eat them like a psychopath, just, you know, the sandwich. But then um, I swear to God, he looked at me when I told him that I'd never dunked an Oreo before. Like he looked at me like, I just jumped on a cat or something. I don't know. (laughs) He was just flabbergasted, completely astounded. But dunking is most certainly the best way, in my opinion. Well, I'm glad that you are not a psychopath when you eat them anymore. Me too. I've changed. I've changed. My co-host Jay is a psychopath, and (gasps) he just eats them like that. And I'm like, that is not normal. (laughs) Well, not after you've had the dunking. If you've not had the dunking before, okay, maybe, you know, I I could see that. That's kind of how I feel like I was. But once you've dipped it in milk, like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? You have that option. Why are you not doing it? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out and talking about Iowa today. It was great having you on here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I love this this idea of looking into everyone's stereotypes and, you know, actually reaching out to individuals. And maybe maybe eventually uh, I'll either come to enjoy a made right or or maybe it'll be changed to probably something fried from the state fair. So I look forward to it. Be sure to stay tuned when voting starts to vote for Iowa to be one of the states to represent the Midwest because you guys are up against Kansas first. So I'm sure you can win that one. Oh, oh no worries. I will. I, I will be there for sure. Bells on. <laughs> we can't find the answer to the state with the coolest stereotype in America without y'all. Come join the search at coesquestions.com slash my state's better. There are lots of ways to join the search. Tell us what you think. Be part of the intros, represent your state, vote, and share it with friends. Do one of them or do them all, but we are finding this answer together.